2: R.I.P. Coolio. B, I got a question for you. Don't let me forget. That uh, weird play that Kyle Shanahan ran at the goal line for the Niners. You know what I'm talking about? The, like, fullback option with check and McCaffrey? Yeah. Did you ever run that when Norv was coaching here? Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. We did that, Con- play. We well, did
3: that was- play against uh, Denver. I ran a touchdown.
2: There you go. There you mm-hmm. have it. All right, right now, let's get to the BetQL guest line. Welcome in Reggie Langhorn, retired Cleveland Brown. Reggie played for the Browns for a number of seasons and hosts shows oh, out so there the in Cleveland about – and the Colts, sorry, <laughs> seven years with the Browns, two years with the Colts. Reggie, what's going on, man? How are you?
4: Now, I'm doing well. How are you gentlemen doing this morning? We're Afternoon, doing good, I guess man. I might say.
2: Yeah, we're doing good, good man. Good. Getting ready for this game this weekend.
4: <laughs> what do we expect from this?
3: Well, the thing we I, we this team is fighting for a playoff berth, and we know Cleveland, uh, right. you know, they're not in the playoffs, but you, we heard the, the tight end yesterday say that they're going to give the commanders hell. And I know I've been in that situation where you're not in the playoffs, you're playing against a team that's trying to go, and hell says, I'm going to be sitting at home. I want somebody to be sitting at home with me. I, I wonder if that's the mindset <laughs> right. of the Browns.
4: You, you know, the whole thing that when when guys come out and say stuff like that, I wonder what, what was in their minds four or five weeks ago. When you were actually trying to play in the playoffs, with all of a sudden now you're going to play any different? That's <laughs> the concern that I have with our yeah. football team up here in Cleveland. You know, a lot a lot of folks don't realize I'm a Virginia boy, so back in my day I used to chill for the, the guys that, that uh, work in D.C.
2: Mm-hmm. So let, let's talk a little bit about this Brown season. It was always kind of – at least as an outsider looking in, it looked like you had a bit of a placeholder um, because they, they, they moved they moved so much to get Deshaun Watson, and then you know Deshaun Watson's going to be suspended for the first three months of the season. Now Watson is in there, and it looks kind of rough, Reggie. Uh, are, are there signs of optimism emerging, or, or are there questions emerging?
4: Well, you'll have two sides of that story. One will be the organization will think that everything is going to work out just fine. Um, We all know that Deshaun Watson is a heck of a quarterback, and what he did prior to his two-year stint away from the game uh, speaks volume of his talent. Um, But, yes, since he's gotten back, we haven't been able to put points on the board. Um, We haven't been able – we won two games, lost two games, but we haven't looked good as an offense at all. It looks like we're trying to throw the ball too often – uh, which puts Nick Chubb in, 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 in the back seat, which is something that a lot of fans up here hate to see because they know the player that Nick Chubb is. So uh, going forward, I don't know what to expect. I don't know if we're going to throw the ball 40 times when we see you guys on Sunday or they're going to try to get everybody involved. <laughs> Some people suggest we just put Nick Chubb on the uh, on the back burner for the rest of the year because wow. he had such a pitch count. Now, you know, we went through 11 games with Jacoby Brissett, and you got to tip your head off to him because – he played and, and far exceeded anything that I thought that he was going to be able to do in Cleveland. Maybe one or two games he didn't play quite as well, but it was more our defense that was unable to uh, stop the run and why we lost so many games prior. I mean, this team probably two or three weeks ago still had an opportunity to get into the playoffs, but yet they failed to do it for a second year in a row for whatever thinking or the mindset that goes on over there in, uh, in, in Berea, which is you know Berea, Ohio, where they practice. Uh, a lot of us fans can't figure out exactly what they're trying to do.
3: <laughs> Speaking of the defense, you said about the running, and then one thing the commanders can do is run the football. Uh, are they still getting to the – I mean, I'm, I'm watching them. Miles Garrett has 13 and a half sacks. Can they still effectively get to the quarterback? Because I know Washington will try to run the ball on them, and if they can't if they can stop that, then it'll be a problem for them.
4: Yeah, we had uh... – the Chargers, we've had uh, Atlanta, uh, we had Houston, all of these teams that were, were rushing for 50 and 60 yards a game all put up over 150, 200 yards against us. Wow. Um, and that is a problem. Inside the tackles, we are very light in the butt. We've lost four linebackers. You know, we, we we lost guys from the first week, the third week, the seventh week, and the ninth week of the season, all middle linebackers. So we're pretty light in the butt and we're just not being able to, to stop anybody against the run. We had a problem this Sunday. We had uh, the New Orleans Saints were in town. It was, I don't know, two degrees out there. We <laughs> yeah. threw the ball 31 times. Uh, they <laughs> threw the ball 15 times. And uh, they ran Taysom Hill in the second half right down our throat. And that is a problem for us. And, you know, and you know, and I know, B. Mitch, it, it teams that can run the football win football games. Oh, yeah. So let's talk a little bit about
2: kind of your expectations for this thing. Obviously a lot of questions – about what offensively they look like. But as somebody, and I'm guessing by you know Thursday of a game week, you, you've watched some commanders tape and probably seen some over the course of the season. How do you think Cleveland matches up? It, it, it's just crazy because Cleveland's 6-9, and nine, right? Cleveland has six wins on the season. Right. The commanders only have seven. And we're acting like it's kind <laughs> exactly. of a certainty. We're acting like it, it's a certainty that the commanders are going to win this thing. How do you, how do you read the scenario?
4: I'll tell you this, um, the Cleveland Browns have played two different faces all year. They've they've played very flat in some games, and then we played Cincinnati on the Monday night game, we played Tampa a few weeks ago, and they play with a different kind of fire. If they can get all the cylinders running and Nick Chubb gets loose, this football team can beat just about anybody. Unfortunately, that has been the struggle of being able to play week in and week out. Inconsistency from the top down has is, is just been our problem. There's a lot of folks here that question the play calling, but for me it's all, every play is designed to be a big play. It's just how the players uh, uh, put it all together and, and make it happen. And we've had some mishaps, um, you know, penalties. We've had uh, uh, just bad situational football that has been taking place here. Um, I, I think Washington, when I watch them uh, play against Philly and the intensity they play with, our team has done that two or three times this year. I think Washington has been more consistent um, with the energy they get on their defense, uh, now you guys are switching quarterbacks. You're going back to Carson Wentz, and, and you don't even know what you're going to get up there. That's true. Yeah, you're
3: absolutely right about that. Yeah, but the thing about <laughs> <laughs> we, we we look at stats and things of that nature. This is an age now where a guy we just look at the we don't look at the outcome. We look at stats. Deshaun Watson hasn't put up big numbers. Do you see any improvement in him from the first week he got back up until now?
4: Yes. Um, he got better from the well, – the first week was just horrible. And they were able to let defense win a game for him. I picked up a fumble, got an interception for a touchdown. I mean, so that those things, all the stars were lying for us on that day. And then he got better the following week. Um, even though they lost a couple of games this week, they tried to throw – well, last week against the Saints, they tend to try to throw the ball a, a little bit too much in, in the wind. That was, it was 30, 35 mile an hour winds. And when you're going into the wind here in Cleveland, you know obviously the ball is going to drift. And, and B Mitch, you ran punt, so you know the difference mm-hmm. of, of wind going with you and wind going against you. Plus, when it's two degrees, that thing is like you know, it's, it's like a brick trying to catch it. <laughs> um, so balls were overthrown, balls were all over the place. Um, you know, this goes back to Deshaun looks like a leader. The the guys around him look as though they are they're willing to do anything to uh, to help him out to, to lighten the load. It just hasn't come together yet. Um, I think we were scoring 23, 24 points a game before he got here. Now we're scoring 10, 11 points a game, uh, even though defense is, probably has more touchdowns than the offense in the last four weeks, which is unfortunate. So I'm expecting him to break through soon. I expect between this game and the last game against the Steelers, which we'll play next week, um, he's got to show us a little something. I know it's in the tank form, him, but has he lost enough that he can recover by 2020? uh three i mean but right now we, we we need a little something as a fan base here that says okay we've got our guy because you know I, I watched uh denver and russell wilson and man you're talking about a guy that fell off the shelf oh yeah um, i'm hoping that 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 hadn't happened for deshaun watson fell all the way off the shelf uh um, we're talking with reggie Langhorn
2: here <laughs> nine yes, year <laughs> nine year nfl veteran wide receiver played seven years with the browns um I don't know – I haven't checked in on this at all, but I know that the Browns have had a lot of turnover at, at the coach and general manager position, um, and it sure seems like the Deshaun Watson acquisition was ownership-driven and not necessarily um, front office-driven. And I know Kevin Stefanski's in his third year, and I, they had that good year you know, in, in 20 when they made the playoffs and beat the Steelers. Is Stefanski's seat a little bit hot here?
4: Yeah, it, it's, uh, but he's safe because getting Deshaun and the, the, the group going down to uh, Houston to have the conversation to look at football, they are going to give Kevin Stefanski a full year with Deshaun Watson to see if it works. Um, I, I think Kevin, I, we all not like him as a, as a person, but then there's something for me as, as a head coach Um, to have a heartbeat for the game. Everyone talks analytics and everyone talks numbers and and the science of the game. Um, Sometimes in November and December, and when it gets close to playoff football, there's a heartbeat that goes along with a football team that they find that energy to go the extra mile. And I haven't seen that from our group and definitely not seen it consistent enough. So, yeah, I I think if Kevin uh, uh, doesn't win these last two games, if they struggle early next year and they don't come out the gate running, and win, you know, four out of six games, or win, you know, five out of seven games, then we would have a big discussion. The problem for me is that you've got Miles Garrett, Denzel Ward, you got Nick Chubb, all these guys under nice contracts for only so long. You gave up a lot of draft picks in getting Deshaun for the next few years. And exactly when will the money run out? When will these guys uh, decide to move on, or whatever the situation may be? But uh, we could be in a tough spot if we don't get. The wheels turning on Deshaun Watson next year. You got Miles
3: Garrett, 13 and a half sacks. Anybody else that helps him? Because you know what I'm looking for. Our the, the, we've shown over the last few weeks, our tackles don't do a lot of good blocking, and uh, you have to be concerned for the quarterback. <laughs> if you're a Washington Commanders fan, if you got guys that can, somebody else that can run with uh, Miles.
4: Well, you know, normally we would have uh, Javion Clowney. He has been a force on, against the run, and he's been a, a great guy, to, you know, to help out uh, Miles when he's getting double-teamed and all that. But I think he's a scratch this week. So uh, mm. if he's not going to play the uh, the left defensive end, then Miles is by himself again, like I said before. Um, on defense, we don't seem to do a lot of blitzing and a lot of scheming that causes uh, quarterbacks a lot of confusion. Which is one of those things. I've seen games where when Miles gets double teamed or gets chipped, uh, the quarterback sits back there. And and we've we've played against some some average quarterbacks who have had great games against us. And again, just like everything else, if uh, the other team runs the football, if they can run between the tackles, they control. Um, the line of scrimmage, then usually we have trouble getting off the field. And usually in the third, fourth quarter, I mean, they're just flat out tired. Uh, Nobody can sustain eight, nine, 12, 14 play drives and in the fourth quarter be ready to go. You're you're pretty beat up. So speaking of potentially
2: average quarterbacks, what do you think of the commander's decision to go (laughs) from
4: Taylor Heineke to Carson Wentz this week? You know, I believe Carson Wentz at one time as a rookie was going to probably be named the uh, MVP of the, the National Football League. And unfortunately, he had the injury and been struggling ever since. But you guys seem to me you have two quarterbacks that when you put them in, you know, for a game or two, they can give you about as much excitement as any other quarterback is when they stay in for four or five games. And the eye in the sky don't lie. They get figured out and they start to struggle. So, you're going to have a tough, tough call. If one of them gets hot, then you should be okay. Let's hope Carson Went on my end doesn't get hot this week. But he can play the position. But he likes to throw those interceptions and fumble. Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
2: Do you, you should be aware of this. So, the last two NFC defensive players of the week have been defensive ends going against the commander's offensive line. You, you can't tell that
3: information up. to uh, Garrett. You can't tell him <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah.
2: Came on Thibodeau two weeks ago, and then and uh, Nick Bosa last week. What kind of shape is Garrett in? Like, like, how is he ready to go? Is he looking good to you? Looking fresh? How big of a threat is he this weekend?
4: You know, he, about I want to say about six or seven weeks. You know, he had the car accident. Um, uh, yeah, it was a day off, and he flipped over his car, and he was banged up in his uh, I think his left shoulder. For And he missed the game, and then he came back and played a, hit a pitch count, maybe 30 or 40 plays. But he's been revved up uh, the last few weeks. He's back to his old self. He will bring the heat. There is no question he will bring the heat, uh, and he's a guy to be reckoned with. Uh, and if he gets off good and early, he's going to be tough to contain. You'll have to double him. you have to use a tight end or a back to chip him on his way out because uh, he can wreck a game. He can certainly recognize Yes, game he
3: can do
2: that. This is a quarterback that has gotten wrecked before. Um, Reggie Langhorn, former Browns wide receiver. Reggie, do you have a, a prediction for this weekend? I, it sure seems like, and I don't know how much attention you pay to the Vegas numbers, but the the numbers on this thing are a lot lower than you'd expect. I, I mean, Washington's only a two point favorite at home.
4: It's kind of weird.
2: They only have seven wins. JP. Yeah.
4: I, I, well you you know the the thing is uh they maybe they think Cleveland is going to going to pop out the Deshaun's going to loosen up at some point it's going to be 45 50 maybe even 55 degrees Back home, where well, I call it home because that's close to where I live, but in, in D.C. this week. So you're going to be looking at an opportunity to to throw the rock around. They want to see Deshaun throw the ball downfield to get a feel for what they have. Uh, unfortunately, again, for Nick Chubb, he won't get as many attempts as we as fans here in Cleveland like to see. Uh, I think you are going to score more points than you think today. So, your guys better be ready to get in the high 20s this week because we'll score three or four touchdowns. Well, don't
3: say that because like, high, high 20s, high 20s I, gives us problems. Yes,
4: yes, yes, the yes, high yes. 20s is <laughs> damn near impossible around here. <laughs> But you, get, Washington has a pretty strong defense. You're, you you guys play tough football there. You just have had some bad breaks and you can't get consistency. And that's that's a lot to do with the NFL. I mean, we watch teams beat teams that they then you know you wouldn't expect it, and then all of a sudden they go in and blow somebody out. So it's been a crazy season for the NFL. The only teams that have looked solid all year is your Philadelphia, San Francisco, KC, Buffalo, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. So. I mean, outside of those teams, I mean, everybody else is up for grabs. And, and you know, and uh, the game we got tonight with Dallas and Tennessee, man, I mean, flip a corner who's going to play in that game and what their mindset is. I heard you guys talking earlier about, you know, everybody's laying back and not playing anybody. And Tennessee's still going to have a chance to be in the playoffs week 18 at 7-9 and nine possibly. <laughs> Crazy. Oh,
2: yeah. Um, what do people in Cleveland think about Cincinnati being so good?
4: Probably envious. I mean, and, and, and that's just the, the way it is. Um, you know, the big rivalry here was always Pittsburgh, um, and then it went to uh, Baltimore, obviously uh, Baltimore being the old Cleveland Browns when they moved, uh, moved out back in 95. And then you have uh, Cincinnati with their young studs, the three receivers, mixing in the backfield, and then uh, Joe and what he's doing. We have been uh, warning to find us a quarterback that can sling the rock around like they do. Um, you know, but I, I cheered for Cincinnati last year in their stretch run in the playoffs because I like watching young players perform. So a lot of times, you know, once the playoffs start, I, I don't I don't have a team I, I personally cheer for except for Brandon Orange. But I like watching young talent really perform in tough situations because I, I, I lost we my team lost three FC championship games. So. The idea of watching young players really perform above themselves and get an opportunity to, show, to showcase their talent is, is something wonderful to watch. You've got to remember, we only have so much time to play this game. Some of us play 9, 10, 12, 13 years. There's a lot of guys that play 2, 3, 4 years and never get a chance to experience the joy of the playoffs. So I get excited this time of year. Um, I look forward to watching the young talent. in Cincinnati is one of those teams that I will cheer for.
3: Well, you uh, you were a teammate of somebody who basically taught me everything that you just said. And I guess that's something that your coaches were teaching y'all back in the day, Ernest Beiner. Uh, Ernest basically, that's Ernest Beiner. He, he, he basically read that same little uh, message that you just said to me right there in my rookie season. And he stayed by me and I guess got my mind on the right track early.
4: And, you know, and, and Ernest is probably one of the most intense players. And yeah. a lot of times when we were, you know, playing ball together back in the 80s, um, everyone thought that Bernie Kozar would have been our leader because he was a quarterback. But the intensity of Ernest Miner's eyes in the heat of the battle will make <laughs> you want to play football. Yes. His work, work ethic. It's beyond anything any other player can ever see. So there's a lot of name tags that people put on people that played the game. But if you look at his eyes, you will want to play for Ernest Biner. He is the guy that uh, that that's like the old uncle. I don't want to disappoint.
3: <laughs> he had those Mike Singletary eyes at running back.
4: <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Good man. Oh yeah. That's awesome.
2: Hey Reggie, thank you Reggie, so much for your time, you, man. man. I uh, I do hope you're disappointed this thank weekend, you guys. but. I-
4: I hope you have a great New Year. <laughs> hey, we're going to watch some 6-9 and nine teams play some big-time football. How about that? <laughs> Thank you guys for inviting me. Out, Reggie. care. Appreciate you, brother. <laughs> Thanks a lot. That was that is cool, Reggie. man. That was great.
2: That was great. Oh, yeah. uh, that was Reggie Langhorn. You can follow him on Instagram, at Reggie Langhorn. A lot of really good stuff there. And Man, Miles Garrett has me kind of nervous. Me, not <laughs> yes. going to lie to you. <laughs> hey, um, it's,
3: it, they said they normally come in threes, right?
2: Yeah. Now, here's something you don't need to be nervous about. If you need new windows or any work done on your house, you need to call our friends over at Paul Henry's Window Installation. They've taken great care of me, they've taken great care of Brian. They can change the look and feel of your house, and you don't have to do a major renovation. It's remarkable what new windows and doors does to your home if it's cold this time of year if you got a drafty house get new windows get new doors they make a massive difference if you call paul this month you get 100 bucks off each window with a five window minimum and up to 500 dollars off each door b i know how much of a difference working with paul has made for you
3: well my house now is exactly how i want it to be when it's cold when i wanted to be cool inside it's cool inside When i wanted to be hot like it's been for these last few days You wanted to be hot inside. It's been very, very cold outside, and that cold air stays outside. Paul came in. He changed four doors in the back of my house. He changed all the windows in my detached garage, and he had already come before and did all the windows in the house. Now the house is toasty like you want it. Throw on the fireplace, sit back, grab me a little bourbon, and I don't have to worry about sitting there with a jacket or something on because Paul came in and he changed all that. I used to have draft right there around the kitchen area. No longer do I have that draft because Paul and his, uh, his, his company came in and did everything they were supposed to do and knocked all of the draft out. So you can give Paul a call, like JP stated, to receive 10% off windows and a, with the five-window minimum and up to five, uh, 10% off doors. Also, I think we, Paul is still hiring. Uh, it's all the way to the 31st here. You know, New Year's is coming. You got New Year's resolution. You want to reach out to him. He's hiring with a start sal- starting salary of $52,000. Contact Paul Hingons Windows Installation today. com. Your clear home improvement choice.